And then, 11 years later, they gave Congress, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, the power to legislate in all cases whatsoever. Why? Why would they do that? Just 10 years before, 11 years before, they said it was an absolute tyranny. It's in the Declaration of Independence. And yet they gave it the Congress. And by the way, just to show you that, that, that uh, a couple of days ago or weeks ago, whatever yeah. it was, when uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, impeached the president, which is constitutional, yeah. uh, they've got the power to do that, then the Senate has the power to hear the uh, charges and determine whether they should remove the president. And when Nancy Pelosi tried, she told the Senate what she wanted them to do and hold extra meetings and bring in new uh, new visitors, new guests, uh, testimonies. She was saying to them that the Constitution is not void. I have the power to legislate in all cases whatsoever, and I'm going to tell you how to run your affairs. Well, the kind of the to do that. So they decided not to uh, to uh, replace or remove uh, Donald Trump from the uh, the presidency. So, uh, Ralph, uh, let's back up here a little bit. Um, the question was, um, are we living in a constitutional republic? And, and you said, no, we never have. Um, and, and then you, you, you drew on some examples uh, regarding the Declaration of Independence, 1776. Yet, uh, what, you're, what you're saying is that, was it King James there at the time uh, in, 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 uh, in the UK? Are you, are, you saying that, uh, are you saying that the United States has never actually become independent from uh, England? You can, you can read the, uh, the Federalist Papers. And, and uh, 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 James Madison, who wrote Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, said something to the effect that, that the, uh, uh, we, we wanted a pure democracy where we used to get together and decide, uh, get the decisions together and decide what we wanted to do. And that's called a democracy. But as we started to grow, we couldn't do it. and they, the majority of them, decided what government would be. And he defined that as a republic. So when the Constitution says that they're going to guarantee a republic and form of government to all the states, they're going, to, they're, going to, they're going to guarantee a republican, which is a, a, a representative democracy. We've never had a true republic. The Constitution has been declared null and void in the 19, at least in 1938. I'm watching a DVD by pure, pure coincidence. It says it was even earlier than that. But that's the date I used when they got the uh, the Constitution declared non and void and we're living under the Uniform Commercial Code. Now, this is heavy-duty stuff, and I'm not arguing. It's scary. Well, that's right, and and you've uh, the uh, okay. So let me George Washington here. Uh, oh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but but a a quote uh, from a Harvard historian, um, uh, and I let's see if I can find it here. Uh, pardon the uh, ill preparedness. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, to microphrase 
what what Harvard historian had said, uh, Ralph, um, in that uh, uh, George Washington had owned shares of the uh, George Washington had owned shares of uh, uh, of the Bank of England during the American Revolution. Is that information that you that you knew? I, I have no idea about that. No, I've never heard that. All I can tell you is I read the Declaration and the Constitution and the Declaratory Act. Uh, They've got absolute power. They've had it since it was written in the Constitution in 1787. Uh, One of the arguments here... 78, I'm sorry. One of the arguments, I think, here, uh, Ralph, is that the the Corporation of London, where the Bank of England uh, is housed, is a separate sovereign entity from the rest of the UK, and that the British monarchy must uh, uh, ask for permission to enter uh, the corporation and speak with the Corporation of London. It's something that it's something that has existed uh, prior to William the Conqueror, uh, and that it, William the Conqueror was unable to conquer it in 1060, and yet it remains a sovereign independent uh, system, uh, medieval in that sense, Apart from uh, the UK, and it, uh, it it has a direct line to Rome. It's a it's a Roman banking system, essentially, from from what I understand, and it still remains today in 2020. So that it basically acts uh, like the uh, like the Federal Reserve, uh, uh, Ralph. Um, it acts like the Federal Reserve in that it controls um, it controls the. Like the Federal Reserve, it controls the the the, the policies, uh, the foreign policy of the United States. Uh, in that sense, it's it's uh, from a banking standpoint, it's controlling the policies of the United Kingdom. And so, um, I think one of the views is uh, that, like you're saying, to support what you're saying here, and that the United States uh, being a constitutional republic is simply a facade because it's still controlled by these uh, these mechanisms uh, that. In itself, actually, also control uh, the, the the British monarchy, uh, which is essentially what the United States came from. Is uh, the founding uh, the founders of this country were were, were primarily from England? Um, does any of that resonate with what you understand? I don't know much about the corporation, but let me make a point. You mentioned the Vatican. The Vatican is a separate uh, state inside. The state, the nation known as Italy, and it's separate. Uh, the uh, Washington D.C. is called the United States as a separate entity from the nation known as America. There is no such thing as the United States of America, and you can confirm that very easily. When the founding fathers wrote the Declaration of Independence, they said that we were. We were Pardon this, uh, folks. Try to thread right back in. It was not capitalized because it's not a name or a noun. So the states were united in creating a nation called America. Then they created a Washington, D.C. District of Columbia, and that is called the United States. It's all defined in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. So there's the United States, and there's the uh, nation known as America. And let me give a quickest, best example of that. I remember going across the border into Mexico. I live in Arizona, and we're 60 miles north of Mexico. And we, we were 
the people living in America could cross from Nogales, Arizona, on our side, into Mexico, into the Mexico side of the city of Nogales, and we could go shopping. But if we traveled past that and wanted to go south to Guaymas or, you know, where Mazatlan or where it was, we needed papers. But once we were allowed, we were to get into Mexico. As long as we stayed in Nogales, we were free to, we didn't need a passport or a visa. We just brought our money and, and shopped and got spent it. Now we're coming back into the uh, into the uh, nation known as America. And my mother, my mother, my brother, my grandmother, and I, five of us, and my father, and we were driving the car, and this is back in the 60s, across the border. So my mother told my grandmother, Grandma, when we get to the border, the man in America is going to... All right, pardon this, folks. There is a technical glitch here. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm here, Ralph. I'm sorry. We're experiencing, this is abnormal. We're experiencing some issues here, technically. Uh, please pick up with your grandmother in Mexico. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so my mother told my grandmother that when, we, when she was going to be asked, the man asked each one of us individually, where were you born? My grandmother was born in Poland. She gave up her Polish citizenship and became a citizen of the United States during yeah. the... Uh, naturalization so don't say Poland grandma because he'll ask you for your papers and if you don't have your papers you can't get back into America so my grandmother lied and said she was born in New York well she wasn't but anyway she was able to come back in now when you cross the border from Mexico into a, into America they ask you are you a citizen of the United States Yeah. well how did we do that we were tricked all of us were tricked because the United States is only Washington, D.C. And I'll give you my own personal testimony. Bill Rafi, uh, when he was a senior, senior in high school, I sat in a class called Civics. We're going to learn about government. Well, that's a nice idea. We should know that. So, so So the lady came from the Social Security Administration and said, uh, uh, I'll make it brief. You're all seniors. You're going to graduate. And when you do, you go out for your first job. Uh, you're going to be asked for a Social Security number, and you don't have one of those. You fill out an application, yeah. who, who you are, where you live, how old you are, what schools you went to, what you, know, what you did in class, whatever they want to ask about you for the, their records, and they're going to ask you for a social security number. So come into the uh, come into the office and we'll uh, get you a number. So we all went to, walked in there, and the, the question was very simply, are you a citizen of the United States? And yeah. we are not. We're a citizen of Arizona or New Mexico. I moved from Arizona to California, so I became a citizen of California. As long as I'm inside the United the state nation known as America, I'm a citizen wherever I go, but of that state. So she, we all said yes, of course. We were born. I never was born in Germany or Czechoslovakia or Brazil. I was born in the United States. That means I was born into Washington D.C. And the Washington D.C. has the absolute power to legislate in all cases whatsoever. There is no law requiring any of us to get a social security.
in which they admit it's voluntary. But we all said that once we said we signed a contract that we'll pay income taxes and Social Security. We were fooled. We were conned. Now, you can try to get out of it. I don't know that people can. That's the problem. Once you sign a contract, it takes two parties to dissolve it. One party can't dissolve the contract. So we're going to wear universe citizens of the United States. See how we were tricked? There's no law. There's no law requiring us to pay income taxes. There's no law. When you fill out your 1040, it says, "Are you uh, who must pay the taxes? Citizens of the United States. Well, that's us. I tried to get out of it by going on jury duty. I wrote to the lady of the, of the form. I, the first question was, are you a citizen of the United States? I said, no. I said, I'm a citizen of the state of Arizona. Yeah. And if I move to California, I'm a citizen of California. I'm not a citizen of the United States. So she said, well, back, you know you're not everybody. And I said, well, no, I'm not. Well, I, I had to go in, and I was hoping to go meet the judge, and the judge going to say, uh, uh, who are you, Ralph Everson? Yes, sir. He said, uh, uh, where do you live? What, what do you do? And I'd say, Your Honor, I would like to ask a question here, if I may. He said, yes. I say, Your Honor, I've got a form here. Uh, that I had to fill out to fill out the papers about this jury duty thing and to, and so uh, but I'm not a citizen of the United States now if I signed some contract and I didn't know or something then you can produce that that I'm a citizen then I'll serve on your jury but barring that since I'm not I can go home well, I never got the chance, unfortunately. To, uh, our jury pool was called, and we sat down and, and outside the courtroom, and the the judge and the uh, jury, not the jury, but the judge and the two attorneys worked out a plea bargain, so we didn't have a chance to hear the case. So I was allowed to go home. But I would have tried. I was going to try to establish the fact that I'm not a citizen of the United States, but I am because I, I answered the question. When I walked in to get my socialist, I call it what it is, a so, socialist security system. So, Ralph, only those living in Washington, D.C. are citizens of the United States? That's correct. That's why, by the way, our, 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 our congressmen and senators have their own social security program. They're not in social security. They've got their own. They've got their own retirement program. That's why, because they're... The United States is like Washington, is like the Vatican, or as you said, the City of London. The City of London is a separate corporation, or wherever it is. I don't know. I leave it. Leave it. The government, Washington D.C., is the the seat of the government of the United States. This is, I think this, go ahead, Ralph. There is no such thing as the United States of America, but it's, we all call it that. But we're, we're lied to, we're conned. Now try to get out. I know people have tried. Some people they claim do, I don't know. I'm not willing to risk it. Because if you don't cross every T and dot every I, if you got to bat 100, a dead wave is probably the greatest hitter of all time, batted 400, which means 60% of the time he didn't get a hit. But in <laughs> getting out of the Institute of the being a citizen of the United States, you better have a better, better bat a thousand. Yeah, Ralph. Uh, so what? What is the new world order? What? What is this? 
It's a complete reversal of everything. You can read the books written by, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, There's a book out there that claims to have been written in uh, 50 or 60 nations already. Uh, And he, he tells what it is. It's a totally new civilization where there'll be no more families. No more, no more. No more religion. Hogwash, you say, no, that's what it means. It's the Novos or the Sakharm. Our founding fathers committed it to us on the back of our dollar bill. You get your dollar bill out, we got two circles. One circle's both of our, the great seal of, of the United States. Every yep. station in the country has, it traditionally was going back to kings. Uh, kings would sign, say, a treaty between A and B nations and they would fold it over and then seal it with wax drip wax on it and as it starts to harden the king would stick his ring into the wax and then pull it up and it would be embedded because it would now form in that shape the exact opposite where there was highs there'd be uh, lows etc and when the lows would be highs so that if the next government got the got the seal the contract they would know whether it had been opened because if someone had opened it in between a and b yeah. then the seal would be broken and you couldn't recreate it yeah so it came a seal it was the way that the king certified that he was aware of the law and he proved it so it was called seal. well we have two circles what is it what's the second seal for it conceals our future you get, you get The first question is, why do we have Latin in America? We never spoke Latin. We always spoke French, or maybe French or spoke English, and some spoke French, but it was, English is our language of the nation, not Latin. But it translates into announcing the birth of the New World Order. So when George Bush talked about it, he was fulfilling the contract made when they created the Great Seal of the United States on the back of our dollar bill. Take that dollar bill out. Yeah. Uh, with a microphone and ask people, flip it, you get a dollar bill out, tell me what you know about all those symbols back there. All sorts of numbers, 32, 33, 13, and 9, they're hidden all over this, concealed numbers all over that dollar bill. And what's this eagle all about? Why does it have nine tail feathers? Why does it have 32 feathers on one side and 33 on the other? I'm telling you, this, we could do an hour program on the back of the dollar bill. It's well, we will. To explain what all those things mean. But notice what it said, announcing the birth of. Notice the I is still above the pyramid. That I was going to land. Notice they were, they were admitting it was a baby, announcing the birth of the dollar Well, it was supposed to occur on the 1st of January, the year 2000. That, that date was cast in concrete, but they didn't pull it off. In 1985, I toured the country in 31 states and 91 cities talking about watch the year 2000. On January the yeah. 1st, the Novos Ordo Sacarum will become a, an adult. 
It'll assume its rightful place. The eye will land at symbolically on the pyramid, and then the new world order with no government, no freedom, no rights, nothing, will start to exist. Well, it didn't happen. And even today, 20 years later, I cannot understand why, because it was cast in concrete. It's, it, it should have happened. It was planned to happen by our founding fathers. So we beat them. We beat them once in a major way. We're, we're getting the new world order under the table, slow and steady, but that, slowly but surely we're overcoming that. We're creating a new system of government uh, with Donald Trump. He's doing a great job of saving this country. Yeah, uh, Ralph, uh, this is um, this is truly uh, mind-boggling for I think a lot of listeners to listen to this. Um, uh, where does this where does this incept from, Ralph? Is this um, you mentioned? Uh, well, we both have mentioned Rome. We both have, have gone to the Vatican. Is is that is that where is that the engine that's driving this? Where does well, this where does this incept from? Well, let me just say it this way: uh, When I wrote the Unseen Hand in 1985, I thought it was the bankers they wanted control of the money system, and which they do. They want that. In fact, they got it already. They've already got control of the money system through the the, uh, the federal uh, the uh, central banks all over the or almost every nation has a central bank. But but I did not know personally until about three years ago where the top layer is and I'm only going to just say it briefly and then get off the subject because for me to cover this I will need a, several hours to show you but I do know where it is it's not it's a it's a group called the great white brotherhood the, the word white does not mean a race it means the white of light the great light meaning Lucifer, the light bearer, it's run by Lucifer. There are nine individuals. Now, there are people who support it, who've been there and met these people and talked to them and got their names. We know where the, uh, the headquarters are. It's not in Switzerland or Berlin or New York City or London. It's in Tibet. Why in Tibet? Oh, that's another story. It would take an hour to explain. So I... So I There's one last quick interesting thought about this. If you go to the other side, the eagle side of the uh, United of the seal, there's an eagle, and that's fine. That's nice, a beautifully drawn eagle, and it's got nine tail feathers. Now, in in I'm not what are they? I don't know what they call people that are bird bird uh, doctors, but I'm not one of those. But I know this: uh, eagles. Don't have nine tail feathers. They've got ten or twelve or some other number. I forgot. I think it's a dozen. But this one has nine because the Great White Brother is nine members running the world. So our, the tail feathers direct the control of the bird. If the bird wants to go up or down, it raises or lowers its tail. Right or left, it moves it. Not the wings. The wings don't control the flight of the bird. The tail does. So the nine in our symbolically on the back of our dollar bill means those nine tail feathers are controlling the flight of the bird called America. Well, who are the nine? The Great White Brotherhood. And our founding fathers knew it. And this <laughs> is... Go further, it starts getting hairy and scary. 
But just leave it alone. Let's save this country. And when we do that, we'll get rid of this noble disorders of chloro. Okay, so Ralph, let's transition to that as we've got a few minutes remaining. And, and Ralph, we'll be inviting you back on the program. Uh, you are a, 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 obviously a plethora of information. Uh, let's, get, let's get into that for, for, for a few moments, uh, Ralph. Um, how, how, does, uh, how does one, uh, an American, or a, a, uh, as we're known, uh, Americans, how is this country saved? How, how does this country get saved? It's, it's being, well, let's say it this way. They're going to, they're going to try to change it. If I may say it this way, let's come in, the, come in the back door. Our government, in the unseen hand, I documented this. Our government forced Chiang Kai-shek to lo, no longer fight the, the communists in China. Chiang Kai-shek was the first elected official. He wasn't elected by the people but he was elected by representatives of various organizations that were created by people. And he took that power up, and he was going to create an American-style government in there. And, of course, the Congress said, no, you're not. So we stuck and decided to stick with Ho Chi, uh, with uh, Mao Tse-Sung and Xiao Enlai. So we were the ones that disarmed Chiang Kai-shek, he ended up with his, the, whatever army he had left into Taiwan, a bunch of islands, or maybe one island, off the coast of uh, China. Fortunately, there was a place like that, so Chiang Kai-shek was able to flee and take his government with him. And by the way, in the NCDN, I compared the gross national product of this little tiny little island to being about eight times what it was in China with millions of people, or even billions, Little Chiang Kai-shek gave, gave Taiwan a, a, a you know, legitimate, true republic, at least he, as close as you can get. They probably have it better than we do. And uh, in the end, in the is a branch office of the conspiracy. They do what they are told to do they know that we keep them in power as long as they agree to do what we tell them not we not the American government but the people controlling our government as well so now when they talked about China getting nuclear weapons I've been saying ever since I heard that they'll never get it and they haven't yet oh they're going to the North Koreans are going to get nuclear weapons no I've been saying they're not going to and sure enough they haven't India and Pakistan had a threat of a nuclear war. Neither nation has nuclear weapons. No other nation in the entire globe has nuclear weapons, and no one's going to get it. They'll never get it. Only the United States has them. And the reason they do that, and easily to prove, well, prove rather, is let's take David Rockefeller as being one of the nine of the nine that run the world. He doesn't. He's but he's very powerful, or was, because yeah. he's passed on now. But let's just use him as an example. Why would he allow, if he's in charge of the world, why would he allow some nation to build nuclear weapons that would blow up David Rockefeller? Right. If you're in charge, you're in charge. And he's in charge. So he says, North Korea, you're not going to get nuclear weapons, and if you do, we're going to... We're going Conspiracy controls the world already. 
and we're going to take it away, get, get back to a, what a true constitutional republic is. So these, these nations are, and I'll give one more further example. I've got a DVD that's four hours long. Only the U.S. has nukes. Please sit down and watch it. I'll prove it to you. It's documentable. They don't have it. Russia has never exploded an atomic bomb. Oh, no, we know they don't know. We don't know they did. <laughs> they don't have them. They don't have them. They didn't have them in the Cuban Missile Crisis. They don't have them now, and they'll never get them because David Rockwell, yes, you know, an allegory, meaning this conspiracy, says we're not going to let you have nuclear weapons. So they don't get them. Only we got them. And that's the way we use them. We use it as a threat. The nuclear weapon threat, the, the Cold War was a complete fraud. Russia never had a weapon, nuclear weapon, and they'll never go in and they'll never get, never have had one, never built one, never exploded one. That's all a lie. It's all documented by DVD. Only the U.S. has nukes. Find it and watch it. You're going to learn great, great truths in that thing. It, explains the only one, the only way that I know saying this, but that doesn't mean I'm right. It means I'm right, the others are wrong. See, this is what Ralph Everson's done. Ralph, this is I, remarkable. Yeah, go ahead. By the way, I, I just sent up a brand new DVD. I just finished it. It's going to be able to be photographs. We didn't go to the moon. It's contained in the NASA photographs. I found it. You'll see them with your own eyes. If you don't believe me, go to NASA and find the pictures. It's, you can, you, NASA shows every picture they've ever taken. They've all got a big number. So I found them. I looked. It's, on, it's only about 12 minutes long. It takes 12 minutes to prove we didn't go to the moon. We did not go. We did not go. Provable with pictures from NASA. It's easy to do. Well, no one else has done it, so I did it. And it's going to be hopefully uploaded here pretty soon. One of little Ralphie Epperson's sticking his nose where he's not supposed to be stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, uh, tell listeners where... There? Huh? You just fell out of your chair, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not... Not the first time that I've uh, that I've heard uh, the, the 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 moon uh, being a hoax, moon landing being a hoax. Not the first time I've heard that, but uh, it is the first time I've uh, uh, heard uh, NASA having documented it. Um, Ralph, uh, in, 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 would you tell listeners and pardon pardon the the the, the technical glitches here? Uh, tell listeners uh, uh, where they can find those DVDs and find your books. Well, you could. There's three ways to get my books. Uh, one, you could go to Amazon.com, and they've got a, a discounted price. You could you could go to your bookstore. You'll pay the full retail price, or maybe they'll put it on a discounted price and order it from them. Or you can get it from me uh, and my website is uh, just simply Ralph R A L P H dash Epperson E P P as in Peter E P P E R S O N Ralph dash Epperson. Dot com. And even if you just go and browse, don't have to buy anything, I want you to see how serious this problem is. I, I... 
I produce them and I put them on. I don't, I don't have the ability to put them on. I have friends of mine do it for me. But there's 27 of them, and most all of them are on the Internet. And two more, as I said, are coming, coming up right now. They'll be hopefully up, up, uploaded within a week or so. Ralph, uh, we'll be bringing you back on the program. Uh, what a incredible conversation here. Uh, and with the coronavirus and whatnot, uh, I am sure that listeners are going to want to get your take on how to deal with that. Uh, we've got a close-up shop uh, for today, Ralph. Uh, would you please leave us with some parting thoughts and some parting words? No, I, I would agree. that I want to say this. Donald Trump is doing an incredible job of saving lives with his, the way he's handling this. Did you know that when Obama had an, a, 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 a virus H1N1, 20-some thousand people died, 150 a million people got the virus, and they're complaining about Trump who's got 50 or maybe 100 people have died in America. But when, I want to make a statement and start getting America to say this. The Democrats do not know how to govern. If you want proof of that, all of the major cities that have got got uh, criminality, uh, especially blacks shooting blacks, all of them have a history of Democrats for 50 years. They don't know how to solve the problem. They just allow it to fester. And there are blacks in this country right now saying we've had enough. Enough is enough, and that's wonderful. Start saying the Democrats don't know how to govern. They didn't solve the H1N1 like Donald Trump's doing it. 20-some thousand people died. 158 million people got the H1N1 virus, according to the reports of the time. And so they didn't know how to handle that. They don't know how to handle the problem with the people living in the streets and the needles and whatever else. I'm not going to get you know, too graphic how sick that is. And it's disgusting. And they, they, we're, getting, we're getting diseases that we haven't had for thousands of years in these cesspools where they're living in the streets all over these cities run by the Democrats. Ralph and ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ralph, thank you very much for joining the program Discussion of Truth. Uh, we look forward to uh, to bringing you back on in uh, in the future, uh, ladies and gentlemen. A Ralph Epperson. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we've got uh, thirty five minutes of that. Uh, I will post that. I uh, dearly apologize if you're tuning in and listening in, and there is a glitch. I've not experienced this before. Uh, again, we have been broadcasting remotely now for uh, a few months. Uh, we are out of studio, um, and uh, we uh, anyway. So we're working on this. We'll be back uh, in a, another episode here with Makia Freeman. This is a discussion of truth. Be back with you. <laughs>